Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What's happening, everybody? This is Jason Wright, and this is episode number 56, Selling in the Skirt with Judy Hoberman. Well, I hope Monday has started off good for you. It started off pretty well for me, except for the fact that my wife and one of my children have become violently ill. So that uh, throws the old curveball into the day, but you know what? Life's the same way. Life happens to us all the time, and what do you do? You can either become a victim of it, or you can roll with it. I'm choosing the latter. I'm rolling with it. Three hours of cleaning, and now I have time to do this, so let's do this, shall we? Well, I want to tell you something. I was looking at the podcast downloads, so I look at seven-day and 30-day metrics, which are really, for me, the most important. It gives me an idea of what's going on. I don't know what's going on lately, and I think I've talked about this maybe a couple shows in a row, but I'm going to keep talking about it. But the downloads are exploding. Like, numbers that I thought were normal two or three months ago would make me break a a, a cabinet full of glasses now. It it would just not sit well with me because I've seen where we can go. I don't think we've seen even... 1% 1% of the potential of this thing. So we're going to keep going. The reason I bring that up is not to brag. It's not to boast. As many of you know, I am at 10 months, 10 months into the podcast. And each week, the numbers just keep going up, 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 up. Why? I don't know. It's probably because we keep bringing on great guests. Um, I haven't given up and I keep going so people pay attention. I don't know. It's probably a combination of factors. But this isn't about me. This is about you. I bring this up because that little simple example is proof that if you keep doing something and you don't stop no matter what, something will come from it. You know, when I first started doing this, people would make fun of me like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing with that? What do you hope to accomplish with that? I, said, I don't know. It's something I want to do. And I've had, you know, people close to me say, oh, what a, what a waste of money. What a waste of your time. I disagree. I disagree strongly. And it, it's been good for the guests. I'm sure it's been good for you guys, Inspire Nation. It's been really good for me. It's been a way to build my network with some uh, very influential and successful people in the U.S. and around the world. It's given me great confidence speaking. I have no concerns about speaking or getting on live video or any of those things. And a lot of that I attribute to this experience here. And it's just, you know, like I said, a simple example of what can happen if you don't give up. You know, a lot of times when I record these podcast episodes, I would think, you know, it's, man, I'm so tired or my equipment is failing me, we know whether it's the computer like I had a few weeks back or whatever the case may be. And I just did it anyway. You know, sometimes I didn't I couldn't get my thoughts together and figure out what to talk about. I would sit there, I'd get focused, I would make a selection and I would I would move forward. Obviously now I've got a, a great content manager who takes care of that stuff weeks and weeks and weeks, actually months in advance. So we've got good content. Um, when I get a guest on here and make it all about them like you'll see today. But when it's a solo show with me, that's uh, the topic and everything is well thought out. Corresponds nicely with the social media and the blogs as well. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get to the interview. We've got uh, Judy Hoberman. I told you she was with SellingInASkirt.com. And I promise you guys will love this one. It's very, very good. So let's check it out. 
Hello, Inspire Nation. We've got another awesome guest with me this week. I've got Judy Hoberman. She's a keynote speaker, a sales trainer, a coach, and a consultant. She's also the author of three books. They are Selling in a Skirt, Famous Isn't Enough, and Pure Wealth. And these are all books for professional women, entrepreneurs, and sales execs. She's also the host of a weekly radio show on the Women for Women Network on iHeartRadio, also called Selling in a Skirt. She's also the gender expert on Fox News Radio, which is pretty cool. She's been on numerous news channels and been on the cover of Exceptional People magazine as well. And finally, she is a TEDx talker, and you can check out her work on YouTube, or you may get lucky enough to see her in person. Judy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm really, really, really excited to ask you this question because um, your empire intrigues me a great deal. So how did the Selling in a Skirt empire get started? Well, you know, it's interesting because my entire life in sales has been in male-dominated industries. I have been the only female in most places. And you have to try to figure out how you could be successful and how you can use other people's differences as assets rather than liabilities. So I learned from very, very successful men. But then I also knew that they can only teach me up to a certain point, and then I had to figure it out. So after I was in um, construction, and I was in security systems, and I was in copiers, and then I was in insurance, I branched out and went out on my own and decided that what would I need if I was starting all over? And it really truly would be somebody to show me the path, an easier path, a faster path, whatever the path would be. And so I'm female. And so I thought, here I am selling. Um, I tried to do something that would be a little bit more feminine um, as far as a visual. So I said selling in a skirt. But truly, skirt has nothing to do with the article of clothing. It just happened to fit in. It really is an acronym for standing out, keys to success, inspiration, results, and time management. So that's how it all started. And, you know, like anything else, you have a dream in front of you. You have some goals. You have some expectations. They all go down, and then they go up, and then they go down, and then they go up. And then, you know, that's selling in a skirt. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't even realize that could even be an acronym. I never thought about that. It's very nice. So, so were you were you in the corporate world and and you kind of thought, you know, I can do this better or I can do this differently or there's more for me out there. How did you kind of, you know, make that transition into doing your own thing? Tell us about that a little bit. Well, when I was in insurance, I was a um, an independent contractor, and so I was a regular producer like everybody else. I started at the bottom, kept working my way up. I was promoted to be an agency manager or a division manager or whatever the terminology is today, and um, I had a very large team. I started with no one, and we ended up doing um, you know like fifty million dollars worth of business, and I had you know, I don't know, 35 to 50 different agents. And the um, CEO of a very large insurance company contacted me and asked me if I would consider coming into the corporate arena and building all their training because they had no consistency. They were in 44 states. They did things 44 different ways. And there were 4,000 agents. So I left the um, insurance industry in the field and I came inside and I started building all the training. While I was there, I realized this was so not for me because you come in, you, you don't even need to watch. You can look at your, you can look outside and at eight o'clock, everybody comes in and at five o'clock they leave. It, it doesn't matter if you finished. It doesn't matter if you've done what you're supposed to do. You leave. And that 
is not how I do anything. I mean, I like to finish it. I like to make sure that it's done the right way. And a lot of people were sitting behind, you know, computer screens in their cubicles, not really doing anything. And I thought, this is just not the environment I want to be in. So I gave my resignation, which of course they didn't take for a couple of months. And, <laughs> you know, they kept, they kept offering me this and that and whatever. And I said, it's, it has nothing to do with you. It's me. It's like, you know, I'm just not into you anymore. I want to do what I want to do. And so I started my company. And let me just say that having a nice paycheck every other week was interesting because I had never done that before. Um, and to leave that was even more interesting because uh, I'm back, you know, instead of commission, I'm, I'm back, you know, hunting and finding work and things like that. So you go from a nice cushy job, you jump into the unknown and you start all over again. And, you know, I mean, it. a lot of people say I was very brave, courageous. I just know I, need, I needed something different, something more, something that was going to be of value, something that was going to make a difference. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm always a big fan of you're never going to experience growth in your comfort zone. It's something I write and talk about constantly. And I always hear this theme with successful entrepreneurs like yourself that when they step into that unknown, when they step into that the place where the paychecks aren't guaranteed. It's amazing that they rise up and they find this new level, this new gear of themselves, and it allows them to get to where they want to go. So that's just proof for you guys listening that you got to take a step. you got to get uncomfortable to see what you're made of. I love that. And, and here's the other part of that, Jason. You know, the, the truth of the matter is that, yes, everything happens outside your comfort zone. But when you get there, all of a sudden, that's your comfort zone again. And so now you have to think, okay, so do I just stay here and become complacent because this is working or do I reach out for another uncomfortable position? And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize that the unknown becomes the known. And then what do you do next? Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. you almost have to stay comfortably uncomfortable. Exactly. Exactly. That's perfect. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Coin that phrase. <laughs> So when you think about so when your business started, what what was kind of the area that you first started with? Was it speaking? Was it coaching? Was it what what area really got going for you first? Well, let's just say that when I moved to Dallas to work in corporate, I did not know a person. I wasn't married. I my children are grown. I knew no one. Usually when you move somewhere, at least you have children that you have to go to ball games with or, you know, moms or whatever. I had nothing. So when I resigned, the only people I knew were the people I just resigned from. And so that's really hard to build a business. So I started networking. That was the first thing I did, but I didn't do it right. Now, here I am, a sales trainer that trains on networking and prospecting, and I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> so I always tell people, do what I say, not what I do. I networked everywhere. Somebody said to me, you're like Starbucks. Everywhere I go, you're there. And, you know, and, and it was true. Because I just wanted to meet people, but it wasn't the right people. And and you know as well as I do, you have to be with people that can actually help you build your business. So after about six months of meeting like a ton of people, I realized it was wrong. I was doing it wrong. So I took a step back and I thought, okay, I have to do things with intention. So I started networking with my target people. But I also networked with my strategic partners, potential strategic partners, people that were in my space that were already collecting money, but were complimenting me and not competing with me. And so once I started doing that, 
it, it changed the direction. And then, of course, I said, well, I'm just going to speak anywhere and everywhere. I went to every chamber. I went to every rotary. I went to every association. And I would speak. And so people would say... But I also met people that knew people. So it's not just necessarily that you're going there and you're speaking for free. You're giving a message, and the people that are supposed to hear the message are there, but their brother, sister, aunt, uncle could be the CEO of a company, could be whatever. And so that's what I started. So I networked, and then I started speaking. And then I threw in a book there also. You know? Very nice. So, yeah. Well, you know what's funny about something you said is I hear that all the time too. Well, well I got a chance to speak, but it wasn't paid, so I'm not going to do it. But people don't understand that you can't put a price or a value on that opportunity to speak, not only to perfect your craft, like you said, but you, you have no idea who's listening. You have no idea exactly. who they know or who they're married to or et cetera. So I'm a big fan of, of going after every option, every opportunity with reckless abandon until you find that one that really knocks it out for you. So awesome. Right, right. Awesome, yep. awesome. So what are your thoughts about career path versus entrepreneurship for people in general? I know that's a really vague kind of broad brush question, but I'm kind of curious to, to hear what you say. You know, I think that every single person has a different journey that they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, to, to put a blanket statement and say, well, everybody should be an entrepreneur, everybody should be uh, corporate America. It doesn't work like that. But I do believe that um, opportunities are presented to you and they're not always gift wrapped with a beautiful bow. You have to be open and you have to be listening to what's happening around you. When you're in a corporate position and you are absolutely miserable and there's nothing that is going for you other than the paycheck, what I always tell my clients, and I have plenty of clients that are jumping just like I did into this unknown world of entrepreneurship. I always say to them, look, let's, let's talk about what's going on there. So if you are in sales per se, and you say, you know, I'm, I'm eligible for a bonus at the end of the year, I always say, don't leave money on the table. You earn that money. So let's work around that. Because I do believe that if you put your time in and you are owed that, why are you going to just lose it? Unless, of course, you're getting sick with doing what you're doing. But the other part of it is you have to make sure that you have a date in mind. So what I always do is I have a calendar. And if you said to me, OK, I want to leave in six months, I look at the calendar and I say, OK, that would be in July. So what day do you want to leave? I don't know, in July. No, what day do you want to leave? And I really make you tie it down. And then we take your calendar and in a red marker, really big, we circle that date and we put freedom date. And so, you know, you're working towards that. In between now and then, every time you get paid, you have to earmark that paycheck as investment into my company. It doesn't matter what your company is. It really doesn't matter at all. But you're, you're not resenting where you are, and you're seeing that you're investing into your business. Now, you could do it the other way around. You could be an entrepreneur who wants to go into corporate, and that's, you know, that's another huge step, and it's also very different. So you do, you know, it's the same way. No, that's interesting. You've got me uh, not even prepared to talk because my mind is spinning a few different directions, which is a good thing. <laughs> but I, I love that, you know, act with the end in mind. There's so much more um, dedication and so many more results that come when you have that end date. I love what you said there. That's, that's really powerful. That's got me thinking about some things within my own life and journey uh, a little bit differently as well. So uh, excellent advice. I love that. Well, what about this? I mean, you mentioned if people are just collecting a paycheck and they're miserable in the career path. I don't know about you, but my observations is or are 
that's how most people are. I mean, most people that I know or meet that have career jobs are miserable, almost all of them. And even if they say they're not, you can look in their eyes and watch your behavior and be like, oh, yes, you are. Do you see the same thing or is that just an Indiana thing? No, I, no it's not an Indiana thing. <laughs> I, I, I do believe that the majority of people are miserable doing what they're doing. I do. I believe that. But then you have to figure out, like, how do you change that? So what are you doing in your position that maybe you can change? Maybe you can, you know, mentor someone. Maybe you can be mentored by someone. Um, you have to find something that you love. Now, the other piece of that is maybe there's something you could do outside of that that's going to give you back some of the passion or or things that are that make you happy. So maybe it is writing a book or maybe it's volunteering time or maybe it's doing a business on the side. Something that's going to give you, you know, we, we have one life. We have one life. And so if you're going to be miserable all the time, like what does that say? It says nothing. You know, somebody just posted something the other day on um, – on Facebook. And it really rung true with me because it said, if I, if somebody gave you, if you had $86,400 and somebody stole 10% of that, you would go absolutely crazy to get that 10% back. True. But we have 86,400 seconds in a day. And yet we waste 10% of that that you'll never get back. So, so why are we doing things that make us miserable? I mean, it's the same thing when you're in a relationship. You're in a relationship because you'd rather be in one than not in one. Well, that's silly, too. If you're always arguing or if something isn't working right or if you really don't like each other, why are you there? So that's what I always tell people. Really think about the reason that you're there. If it is strictly for a paycheck and you have to do it, then do it. But find some way to find something in your life that's going to make you happy. And I know it sounds like being Pollyanna, but it isn't. It really isn't find something, volunteer for, you know, with kids, do something that, that, you know, makes your heart sing. Absolutely. I mean, I think giving yourself purpose gives you hope and hope is about the most powerful thing that I'm aware of. Hope can do some amazing things for you. And that side hustle, I'm a huge fan of that. Obviously writing a book, I'm a huge fan of that as well. And the people listen, I mean, I talked to somebody the other day and they were young, I'm 35, they were like 22. So whole life ahead of them. And they said, well, I, I used to want to be a teacher. And they gave me very specific details on what they wanted to do. And I said, well, why are you not a teacher? And she said, well, it's too late. I'm like, are you kidding me? Too late? What are you talking about? Too late in the day? It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just amazing. That's sort of the, the story about Colonel Sanders and him starting KFC right. 66 and billionaire by 88 when he died. So it's never too late. But yeah, I mean, you've got to live your lives with passion. You've got to do something with value. Like you said, even the volunteering, give your life purpose. You get one opportunity, one go-round. So I love what you're saying there for sure. Well, what are a few tips you would offer the audience, and we call them Inspire Nation, um, for staying the course? So if they're pursuing their success in the corporate world or the entrepreneurial world or even a hybrid of the two with the side hustle, what tips would you give people for staying the course? Because, you know, we get down doing what we do and some people don't get back up. So right. What, right. Would you, what would you say to them? Well, I have two things that I would say. Number one is remember your why. Why are you doing this? You have to remember your why. It's the same thing when you are um, in sales and we're all in sales, by the way. <clears throat> when you are working with someone, you want to know their why. 
it's not a question of selling them something, giving them. It's why do they need it? When we would sell insurance, I would never say, so, so Jason, you need health insurance or do you need this or when do you want to start? I would say, tell me why it's important that you have this policy in place. Because now you're not only telling me, yes, you want it and when you want it, you're telling me why. When you get the why, there's nothing better than that. So you have to remember your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? That's number one. But number two, you have to focus. And uh, entrepreneurs are shiny object people. We all are. You know, everything looks good. Oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, I'm going to do this. This, if this is working, but I'm going to do that. And so for me, I use what's called my strategic triangle. And I actually talked about this on one of my radio shows and my producer was listening. And, and after that show, every time I was on the air, he would say, I really hate you because now I have a strategic wow, that's triangle. Encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so here's the strategic triangle. So the triangle has three sides, which means that you only get to do three things. That's it. And by three things, for mine, it's speaking, coaching, training. If it doesn't fit into one of those corners of my triangle, I get to say no. And if I don't like to say no, I just say, well, my triangle says no. So what happens if there was something that I found that I absolutely love to do? I have to get rid of one of the things on my triangle. OK, because there's only three corners and that keeps me very focused. And as an entrepreneur, you've got to be focused. If you work in corporate America, you have to be focused. It's the same thing. I, when I worked corporate, I pretended that it was my company. I was the CEO of that little department, which wasn't so little, but I was the CEO. So everything I did, I felt like I was totally responsible for it. When you have a CEO mindset, it, it works. So no matter what position you're in, you've got to know the why and you've got to also focus. Can I tell you something that may hurt your feelings, Judy? Go for it. I hate you too now. <laughs> would you, settle, you. Would you settle for a strategic trapez or a octagon perhaps? I had that. Mm -mm, I had that and I had to get rid of it. Yes. I'm telling you, my producer would say, I really hate you. I hate you because every single day I have to look at the stupid triangle, blah, 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 blah. I said, are you focused? He said, totally. I said, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, how, how did you arrive nice. at three points? Because I'm struggling with this. <laughs> well, actually, when I did it, I had um, a strategist working with me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said to me, there's a lot of things that you're doing and it doesn't make any sense. So we're going to narrow it down for you. And, and I see you as a triangle. Now, he could have said anything, but because he said triangle, I never questioned him about it. Now, sure. of course. Yeah. So I'm telling you, triangle. <laughs> the, thought of, the thought of going from an octagon to a triangle makes me want to cry right now. I don't know. I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. That's really good stuff, but it, you've got me all, uh, all frazzled now. But I like it. I like hearing new stuff. I've never heard anything like that before, but it makes sense. And, um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to push me out of my comfort zone even further. I try to, just so you know, I try to remain out of my comfort zone at all times, which I do a pretty good job at, but that uh, pushed me further out there. So thank you for that. You are so welcome. <laughs> so of all the things you do, so you've got the the radio, you've got the speaking, you've got the books, you've got the coaching, uh, I think even blogging as well. Am I right? Yep. Yep. So yep. what content or medium source has offered you the largest re return on your investment of time? So for the people like myself or people or thinking about getting started with something, you know, maybe it's a blog or maybe it's a podcast. What, what's been the best thing for you? Or is it even a question that you can answer like that? You know, it depends on what point you are in your career. All I can say is that whatever it is, it has to be, you have to 
you have to provide value. And so if you're starting out, I would say you should start blogging um, because it's really 500 words and you can do that pretty easily, but you have to be consistent and it has to be valuable. So you can't just, you know, write about, you know, here's business cards on my desk. What am I going to do with them? Um, you have to really have that that value. So I have business cards on my desk. Here's how I put them into an order. So here's something that will help other entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? So you have to take that to the next level. But I would say it has to bring value. For me, I, I'm, I love to write. The hardest part for me is like the first word. If I can get the first word of what I want to write, then I can just start writing. But sometimes I can't even think of what it is. But writing has always been big. So I, I blog and also um, speaking. Mm-hmm. Speak, speaking, blogging is, you know, it is one to many, but you don't know who's reading it. Speaking, it is one to many and you're standing there in front of people. And when they get to see you face to face, it's much easier for that relationship to begin. So one or the other or both at the same time would be, you know, amazing. Sure. Would your answer change if I said I want you to kind of speak directly to the, the startup or pre-startup folks? Um, for pre-startup folks, again, the one thing you have, it's still about the same thing. It's still about the value and the content that you can bring. Um, a lot of times the speaking end of it really propels you because you are honing in on your signature talk. You are honing in on the messages that you want to give. And you might also really figure out who you want to play with in your sandbox. Mm-hmm. Because when you're first starting out, you might say, well, I want to help everyone, which you can't do. And okay, so for me, I, the first thing I said, well, I'm going to work with women. Well, that was 50% of the population, but that still was too big. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, and, and again, when I networked, I networked with everyone that doesn't help. But when you're speaking, all of a sudden you're going to places that can be your ideal person. So, you know, whether you're a startup or not, the other piece of it is, do you like to speak in person? And most people just absolutely hate it. So you have to be uh, on the, on that track as well. Sure. It's funny that you say that because I was thinking about, you know, Intentionally Inspirational, which started as a podcast about 10 months ago and has grown since uh, considerably in some different areas. But when you think about that, when I first started, as an example, I was just talking to everybody. And then the more I got into it, like you say, you continually, you know, refine your message and narrow your scope. And now, you know, my, my real passion is that startup piece because there's so many people that I know have so much opportunity and so much potential but they don't know how to take that first step or they're so scared they can't take that first step or even think about it. So that's the area that I love seeing the the light come in their eyes the most. You know, so. Well, and, and, and here's a perfect point for you because as a startup, I would be searching for a podcast. I would be searching for radio shows, TV shows, anything that has to do with startups. That's what I'd be searching for because that's going to show me that, oh, okay, so he's talking about startups and I'm listening to this information. And so maybe I will try what he says. Oh, here's an article about it. So I'd be searching for that. You want to get as much information as you can without being on overload. And, and don't think that you have to be perfect in everything because you'll never be perfect. And don't have this analysis analysis causes paralysis nonsense where you can't do anything until everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I would I would be looking for you. I would be looking for people that can talk directly to me. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, what's next for you? What's next for you and your empire? <laughs> My empire. Um, I'm writing another book and awesome. it's on leader. Yeah, it's on leadership. And the first draft I'm done with. So now I go back and I 
go and say like, what does that mean? <laughs> that I wrote that I can't even remember why I wrote that piece of it. So I go back and I do my second draft. And this is a big year for me because this is this is my giving back year. So I, you know, hopefully will will be able to sell a ton of books because I want to give back a good portion of the proceeds to different causes and not my causes, other people's causes. So for instance, let's say, you know, I was, you know, there's a big uh, corporation that wants to buy a ton of my books and their cause is domestic violence or cancer or something. By them buying the book, the proceeds from the book will go to their cause. So, you know, so I've got a big thing coming up. It's what do they call it? BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious Goal. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's that's what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. I want to kind of put you on the spot here, but I don't think you'll you'll mind. Um, I mean, I'm halfway done writing my own book called The Backward Route to Forward Progress. At the beginning of each chapter, obviously I have a chapter title, and then I get a quote from somebody, and it's one of your original, you know, an original quote. Would you be willing to give me an original quote for one of my chapter titles in my book? I'd love to have your input there. Absolutely. Whatever you need, I will do it. Absolutely. I mean, you're just the the perfect guest for this show. I mean, you are intentionally inspirational in everything that you have done and are doing for this year. And what I want to show the people listening is I love showing them – all these different people more successful than I that have taken these different paths to get to where they want to go. And people need to hear that and need to see that. And they may connect more with you than another guest. And that's the beauty of what we're doing. So I would, I would love to have you involved. Absolutely. Whatever you need. And just everybody that's starting up, just remember one thing. When you go onto social media and you see all these people that are overnight sensations, it's not overnight. It's 10 years in the making. You know, you have to go their baby steps. So don't think that I'm starting a business today and by tomorrow I'm going to be making $10 million while, while I sleep. It doesn't work like that. So make sure you put the work in and make sure you actually look at the people that are going to give you the steps and the ways that it really works as opposed to, you know, make believe. Because that's what social media is sometimes, make believe. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off what you said. and I'm talking directly to the listeners now. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if your next door neighbor has a Ferrari, how does that affect you? If your next door neighbor's poor, how does that affect you? I mean, obviously you want to help them, but my point with that example in both extremes is other people's situation does not affect yours. So stop wasting your time focusing on it. Right. And what makes you unique is what people are looking for. So so be authentic because that's what people are looking for. You know, they they truly are. That's what they want to they want to find somebody that's authentic. They want to be with somebody that's authentic. In fact, today I posted about I said auditions are being held for you to be yourself. Apply within. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been phenomenal. Um, I've loved having you on the show. I know this is going to be a dynamite episode. For some of the people listening that may be really touched by something you said, uh, what's the best way they can reach you? So you can email me at Judy at sellinginaskirt.com. I'm all over social media at Selling in a Skirt or Judy Hoberman. Um, I answer my own emails. My website is Selling in a Skirt. Everything, it's really easy. And I just, you know, I, I make connections. I build relationships. And, you know, that's I love to do that. Very nice. Well, I appreciate your time very much, and um, I hope to talk to you again soon, okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yep, thanks for coming on. All right, we are back. We are back. Another phenomenal guest in the books. I love that. Judy, thank you again. I know you're listening, and I hope you are serious about your uh, offer you reached out to me with, so thank you. 
Well, if you guys liked this show and you want to check out the show notes to get some of Judy's resources there, you guys can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 56 for the show notes there. You guys can obviously check out the website to see everything we're doing. We've got the blog. We've got the monthly book club. I'm going to talk about that book club for a second. So something that myself and my coaching clients have realized and really made a connection with here lately is if you really want to become the best version of yourself with your startup or your small business, it's not just about getting a plan together. It's bigger than that. You can't excel in one area of your life and be horrible in every other area. So, for example, if you don't take care of your body and you don't eat right and you don't work out and you don't, you know, I don't think you can reach your potential. I think that is a piece of it. If you don't practice personal development, if you don't read, if you don't podcast, if you don't learn new things, attend seminars, meet different people, do different things, you're not going to grow. You're not going to be the best version of yourself. It's not possible. And obviously, you've got to have a plan. You've got to have the right people in your corner. And you have to be pushed. And you have to be encouraged. And you have to be supported as well. All those things mixed together and make what I believe could be the best version of yourself. It's interesting, but think about that. Obviously, if you'd love to talk about that more with me, I would uh, certainly certainly be interested in hearing from you. But uh, more on that another time. If you guys haven't gone to iTunes and given us a review, we would love that. Other than that, that's all I've got for you this week. Next week, we've got a very interesting episode coming with three of us on here. Not three of us in one location, three of us in different locations. You won't want to miss it. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.